Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Unless you have lived in a vacuum or a cave somewhere, you know that uh, if there's any news that is leaked to you, there is an opportunity for fear. In fact, fear is running very, very rampant in our culture. But I want you to know that fear is not something to be treated lightly. Fear is a deadly, deadly spiritual disease. I said this last Sunday and I'm sticking by it. There is Fear is a whole lot more deadly than anything called the coronavirus or SARS or Ebola or AIDS or anything else. I want us to ask the Lord to speak to us today and deal with us in any area of our own fears. You may have fears that your prayers won't be answered. You may have fears that about any number of things, but today we're going to address that. We're going to look into the Word of God and see what we can do about it. Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus for your strong anointing. We ask you that you'll speak to us and show to us the deadly effects of fear, where it comes from, how it develops, and what we can do about it. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, Amen. First of all, know this, that fear is a deadly enemy. In fact, 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, wait a minute. If God hasn't given us fear, why would we ever want or accept or embrace something that God doesn't give? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. In 1 John 4, I asked you to turn there earlier. Let's look at verse 16. And we have known and believed that God, the love that God has for us, the word there is agape, unconditional, unrelenting love. We have believed it. God is love. God is motivated by, characterized by, unconditional, unrelenting love. And he who abides in love, agape love, abides in God, and God in him. And now look at verse 18. There is no fear in love. You could also say there is no fear in God. Perfect love casts out fear. Whatever I am fearing is resisting the love of God. Let me say that again. Whatever I fear is resisting, holding at arm's length the love of God. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in God's kind of love. 
What is fear? I want everybody to say this with me. Are you ready? Fear is a spiritual force, the root of which is unbelief, which is a vehicle of the evil one to steal, kill, and destroy all that a good God has in store for me. Fear is a spiritual force rooted in unbelief that is a vehicle of the evil one to steal everything good that a good God would have in store for me. Now that's serious. That is serious. So knowing that fear is that powerful and that strong and is such an enemy, we need to understand further that sometimes we don't really understand what characterizes fear. Fear is a pro projected result that we don't want to happen. You may go to the doctor and he may give you some news and that news may be in and of itself something that is kind of technical, but fear will take that news and fear will project it to a result you don't want. A, a, a disability, even a death, a, a, a suffering. Uh, some, you may get an impression that your child is hurting or, or is out of line or out of order, and fear will take that projection to a result that you don't want. It is, it's in your mind. You may look at your checkbook and fear can take what you see today to a result of destruction and something that you don't want. Fear is the projection of a result you don't want. It exists in your mind. It affects your emotions. And listen, Fear will eventually ruin every good thing in your life. Fear will eventually ruin every good thing in your life. If you don't deal brutally on the authority of God's Word with fear, it will take you over. It'll become your constant companion, and then it'll become the enemy that has its foot on your neck. Who's behind fear? Jesus said it in John 10, 10, the thief, talking about the, the evil one, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. I want you to turn back to the left there from 1 John, knowing that God's love is resisted by fear. There is no fear in God's kind of love. And by the way, years ago I was going through a long and prolonged struggles. And um, I, I said to the Lord, you, you, you probably don't know what it's like to all of a sudden cold turkey without any any <laughs> safety net to step out and obey God and start a faith ministry that you are instructed not to do fundraisers about by the boss. 
And through years of struggle, most of which was my own doing, as I cried out to the Lord one day, the Lord said to me, you see, he said, you, you don't have a money issue. And I thought to myself, have you looked in my checkbook lately? God said, you don't have a money issue. You have a fear issue. There is a result. All the financial brokenness that you're going through, and this has been many, many, many years ago, all of the financial brokenness you're going through is only a symptom of a root cause. And in your case, it's fear. And I said, well, Lord, what do I do about that? He said, every fear you have is a result of not really believing how much I love you. And he took me to this passage I just read for you at the beginning. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. He said, you see, if you had really embraced my love, it would have broken the power of fear. And it is fear that attracts all this stealing, killing, and destroying. All this brokenness, it is fear that attracts that into your world right now. And so I said, well, Lord, what do I do about that? Because I was reading all these passages of what I ought to do, this, that, and the other, and how I need to fix it. And the Lord says, you start by faith, believing what I just told you there in that word, that you receive my love as an act of faith. It'll get developed as you continue to do it. But just by faith, regardless of what you feel today, I want you to just receive by faith the love of God. And if you receive the love of God, you would know how much I love you. You would know that regardless of how it looks today, that I am going to take care of you. You're my child. So I began that day by faith. Listen, I've been a believer for years. I've been to seminary for Pete's sake. But I'd never really received and embraced the love of God. You can have all this training and information, but if you don't receive the love of God, you will stay broken. Boy, so I'm giving you a testimony of a man who was broken in that realm. The healing grace of God through the love of God is, ama is amazing. Now I want you to go back to the left with me to 1 Peter 5, and I want to show you something here about who really is once and for all. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt who's behind fear. 1 Peter chapter 5, please. 1 Peter chapter 5. There's a discussion there, and it's, it goes in, especially in, in verse 5, about submitting to covering. There's a few of you in here who really get, have revelation of that. Others of us need more. It talks about those who are younger, not only chronologically, but in the faith, to submit to elders in the faith. 
But it says to all of us who are elders not to get in pride about our age or our stage or our experience. It says for us to be submissive to one another. To humble ourselves before those who may be younger or more immature than us. He says there in verse 5 to to be clothed with humility because God will resist you if there's pride, but give grace to you, favor if you will humble yourself. Then that amazing passage in verse 6, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Why? So He can beat you up? No. So He can lift you up. Promote you. How do you do that? Verse 7, here's what I want you to get. Casting all your care upon Him. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Now, Emmanuel, you sit back there with your Greek New Testament, you will know that casting all, that word care, casting all your care, that is the Greek word meremna, it has to do with the, that which divides the mind. It's what is a distraction, that which is worry, fear, or anxiety. Cast all your worry, fear, or anxiety on him, for he cares, in the word translated in the English cares, there is Milo. It means is concerned and vitally interested in you. Cast all of the things that cause you to fear and worry. Cause, cast all those things. And the word there, cast, is eparipto. It means to violently throw them off. Don't hold them in. Don't play around with them. When you begin to see that fear and worry and care is coming, you cast those over on the Lord and say, I refuse to be in worry, fear, and anxiety. I can't fix that. Cast all your worry, fear, and anxiety over on the Lord, for He cares. He intimately, vitally, personally cares for you. Notice who's watching if you are loaded down with worry, fear, and anxiety. Look at verse 8. Be on the alert. Be sober. Don't be under the influence of this world. Be vigilant because your adversary, who's that? The devil, your adversary, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Those who study animal behavior tells us that one of the ways that a lion gets its prey is by letting out this massive roar that paralyzes its prey with fear. And then it's all over. Can I tell you, your adversary, the devil, tries to roar, tries to put into your senses all the reasons why you should be afraid. You should be afraid of this collapse. You should be afraid of that virus. You should be afraid of this result. You should be afraid of this report. Over and over and over again, the the. the enemy's attack method is to paralyze you with fear. 
so that you can get devoured. Your fruitfulness, your walk with the Lord can be destroyed. Eaten alive by fear, worry, anxiety. So just understand this, that when we get into fear, we become very attractive to the evil one. So we know what fear is. We know who's behind it. What does it do? Well, we just read at the very beginning that there is no fear in love. What fear does is it resists deeper revelation of how much God loves you. Fear resists the love of God. You ever thought about what happened there in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve first sinned? When they decided to act independent of God, when they decided, when they believed the lies and the deception of the evil one, you can be like God. You don't have to be subservient to Him. You don't have to obey Him. God knows that if you, obey, if you just eat the fruit he said not to, if you do that, <clears throat> then you'll be like him. You don't, you don't have to submit yourself to a sovereign being. You're in control. And in the atmosphere of those lies that were perpetuated by the devil himself, when Adam and Eve decided to believe the lies... Remember, the first thing that happened was, the Bible says their eyes were open. They saw themselves in a sinful state. They saw themselves in a sinful state from the first time. They, the fact that they were naked was not what made them sinful. It was their sin that caused them to see shame. And so Adam and Eve, when God said, where are you? Adam said, we ran. And God said, why were you running? Because we were naked. And God said, who told you that? And then the blame game started. Adam blamed it on Eve. Eve blamed it on the serpent, which was all not accepted by God. But I want you to understand this. The first manifestation of not receiving the control and love of God is fear. It's the first manifestation. It's flight. It's running. Can I tell you something? You will never develop deep, wonderful relationships if fear is in control. Because what you fear, you try to control and manipulate. And if you try to control and manipulate somebody you're in a relationship with, you will destroy that relationship. It will repel intimacy. It will repel trust. It will break at the seams any 
wonderful relationship. You, fear will destroy relationships. Strongholds develop. People begin to resist intimacy because in their own heart they don't have that intimate walk with the Lord. And then you begin to see results that you don't want. What did Job say? That which I greatly feared has come upon me. Wow. Fear is lethal. It will destroy everything good in your life. God said there's no room for it to receive my love. My love will cast out that fear. How does it operate? How does fear operate? Well, first thing we have to do is understand that it thrives in an atmosphere of lies and deceptions. How many of you know this? If you have thoughts, the tendency of those thoughts in your mind, if you don't take those that are out of line with the Word and the will and the heart of God, if you don't arrest those thoughts, those thoughts accumulate. The more thoughts you have about a certain thing, if it's out of line with God's best for you, those thoughts will begin to multiply and accumulate. And guess what? Your emotions will respond to your thoughts. And you will begin to have emotions that are not rooted in a bit of truth. One of the men to whom I'm accountable legally and financially in my ministry walk, and we just met again last week, they looked over all everything. Look, I don't care how old you are. You've got to be accountable if you're walking in authority. And, or, you, or you're going to be out of line. Amen? I'll never forget this man who's by trade in the medical realm. And he, <laughs> he told me when he was in medical school, right before he had to pass his board exams, he said the night before he took his exams, he was trying to rest, and he saw himself when he closed his eyes living under a bridge in a cardboard box. <laughs> and the lie was, you are going to fail this exam and you're going to spiral downward to eventually become har uh, homeless and live under the interstate. We laugh, but you know what? We can get there fast too. If we have thoughts that are not under the control and direction of the Word and the promise of God, <clears throat> those thoughts can take us in a second to a result that we don't want, and our emotions can respond, and it feels like fear, worry, anxiety. So what we have to do is begin to ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us the depth of what's going on in our mind, that we may take those thoughts that are out of line, 
with, with, the, with the Word and the truth and the Spirit of God and begin to put a stop to them. And we, we'll talk about how to do that in just a minute. How do I stop fear's influence and its development? Well, first thing you got to do is what I told you earlier. Find out what the real root of it is. What's the real root of that fear, worry, and anxiety? What is the real root of it? I don't mean the symptom of it. What's the root of it? What's below the surface? What's causing all this anxiety? Where is it? And I'll bet you that if it is fear-related, it would have to do with something that is not true. It is a lie. It is a deception. It is something that is contrary to the promise in the Word of God. So here's my question to you. Are you allowing today's circumstances to control what's in your mind and emotions, or are you allowing the Word and the promises of Almighty God? I'll bet it's one of those two. But not only do we need to expose what the root of the disease is, we need to apply the antidote. The love of God received by faith, continually received by faith. God, thank you that, you that you love me and that your love, the more I get revelation of it, it'll cast fear right out of me. Love of God casts all fear. We must apply that. But you know, more than anything, I found out that I had to get very, very aggressive with fear. And to do that, I eventually had to say, Lord, I receive the love of God. I recognize that fear is at the heart of a lot of my brokenness. I receive revelation of the love of God. Please give me greater revelation. And then I had to do something on my own. I had to speak with a loud roar to my inner man. What do you mean by that, Pastor? That means I had to begin to get radical with my inner man, and I had to begin to say inwardly and eventually outwardly, I will not allow fear to control my life anymore. I will not allow fear to control my mind, my emotions, my fear. In the name of Jesus, I demand you to be cast out of my... What do you mean by that? How do you cast out fear? Remember, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear has a face. Fear is energized by the evil one. Fear has a personality behind it. It's not some little fairy-like imaginary deal. Fear's real. And it has the energy of a spirit being behind it. And you've got to take the authority of the Word of God, the authority of the blood of Jesus, the authority of your own testimony, and you've got to declare no more. No more. I will not receive fear. I will not be driven by fear. I will not live under the control and manipulation of fear. In Jesus' name, 
no more. You've got to be bold about it. Pastor, I don't know if I could do that. What if somebody hears me? The devil needs to hear you. He don't. He can't read your mind. When Jesus was tempted, did he did he say, "Okay, devil, leave me alone now. I got to think some things." He spoke the word of God. Why should we feel like we don't? We don't have to. Get aggressive. Come against fear with all out war in your inner man. And begin to declare the truth over what God says about you. That according to Ephesians 1, 3 and following, in Jesus, God sees you as holy and righteous and beloved and accepted and forgiven and more than a conqueror. An heir and a joint heir in Jesus' name. Speak to yourself mightily the truth so that the bonds of that brokenness of fears are broken. But it's an ongoing discipline. You can't just do it once and it's all over. You can do it once and it starts mightily, but it is an ongoing, steady declaration of God's truth, an ongoing declaration. So rise up in your inner man, and then remember this. It is, it is so essential that you associate with those who continually walk free of fear. Associate yourself with people who are what I call fear facers. Fear is everywhere in this world. There's not a speck of it in where Emily is. There's not a speck of it where Bryant is. There's not a speck of it where you're going to be when you get out of this body into the next to be present with the Lord. There's not a speck of that. But down here in this world that's under the influence of the evil one, there's fear everywhere, everywhere. Find yourself those who are fear facers, people who face their fears and walk in victory over those fears. Who you associate is vital. Ask yourself this question. Are the people closest to me always talking fear? Well, I tell you, that coronavirus is going to get us. It's right outside the door. If you go out the front door, you're dead. You do whatever you got to do to be wise. But I want to tell you something. Wisdom don't have a bit of fear in it. Well, you know what I've found? I have found that if I'm not careful, I will allow the events and the spin of those events in everyday life to be an open door to fear instead of focusing on the Word 
and the character and the faithfulness of God. There are things that many of you have gone through today that on the other side of what you have now gone through, you didn't know how you could live another day. Isn't that right? By God's mercy and love and grace. Here you are. None of you are living downtown at the mission. Every one of you have enough health to get here. You have your basic needs met. And yet there were times when all of us didn't know how we could live another day if we had to go through what we were facing. God's goodness and grace and mercy. God's grace is greater than anything you will ever face. And that's a powerful, powerful truth. I want you to bow your heads with me. I want you to be diligently, I want you to say to the Lord, Holy Spirit, I want you to show me where it is that fear has camped out in the ground of my inner man. Ask the Holy Spirit, show me where fear has camped out in my inner man. It may have to do with finances, it may have to do with health, it may have to do with relationships, it may have to do with any number of things. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. And when the Holy Spirit shows you an area where you've allowed fear to camp out, admit to the Lord that that is contrary to the love of God. That is contrary to faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so make a strong resolution right now in your inner man between you and the Lord. No more. No more will I allow the fear of this situation, this circumstance, this person. No more. Lord, give me greater revelation of the love of God. Give me greater revelation of the truth. Break the grip of lies that I've allowed myself to believe and didn't even know it. No more. I want you to stand with me. I want you to keep your heads bowed and I want you to make this declaration with me. Just say it out loud as it comes from your heart. Mighty God. In the name of Jesus, your holy son, I give you praise that I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. In Christ, I am holy and righteous and blameless before you in love. I declare on the basis of your word today that fear has to go. Every element of fear in my inner man, would you please expose it, break its power, by the truth of your word. I desire to abide in the power of the truth that sets me free. And I declare today, right now, that fear is broken in Jesus' name. I will not receive it. I receive the love of God. 
that casts out fear. I receive by faith in Jesus' name the peace of God that comes through that love. And I declare today for the rest of my life, beginning this day, that the stranglehold of fear is broken off my life. The stronghold of fear has to go off me, off my family, off my business, off everything related to my life. It's in your hands, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, let the freedom that is in the Holy Spirit continue to be manifested and developed at a deeper level in all of these within the sound of these words today in Jesus mighty and holy name Amen well we'll see you next week go with God he's going with you you can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com